During the 2020 lockdown, I, like many others, started binge-watching documentaries on YouTube. I have always been interested in crime documentaries. It gobsmacks me just how evil some of the human race can be. And I am fascinated by what makes a criminal a criminal. Is it the way they are brought up, or are they born a criminal? So that would mean, no matter how good the parents are, and having amazing people around you all your life, teaching you what is right and what is wrong, they will always end up doing wrong over right. So in a way, it's a compulsion, just like sex. We all have a built-in compulsion to go out and mate. Which one is correct? Are criminals born or created? Well, I would say both are correct. In some cases, the criminal may have brain damage caused before or just after birth. So that makes me wonder, if they didn't have brain damage, would they still be drawn to crime? Of course, an upbringing and the company you keep can also influence you heavily. Watching these documentaries, you see the hard work put in by the police investigating the crimes, acting like perfect professionals. Officers, you would very much want to investigate a crime that has happened to you or someone you love. Then, to my surprise, I came across a documentary called The Raw Deal, a question of consent. This documentary shocked and disturbed me. I couldn't believe how quickly the police had turned on the victim, which ended in her arrest. That's the first thing I can remember, is being on my back on the floor. He was on top of me and he slaps his hand over my mouth and he says, if you say anything, I'm gonna snap your neck. At that point, I thought I was going to die. After eight months of protests and controversy, Lisa Geyer King is speaking out. She's the former exotic dancer who says she was raped at the Delta Chi fraternity house at UF. She alleged that she was a victim of a sexual battery. I was raped. I didn't do anything. I didn't rape her. I didn't sexually assault her. I thought that she had been raped. That was one of the most consensual sexual experiences I've ever seen in my life. It was very possible that they were guilty. There was no rape that occurred at the fraternity. After the police had watched the video recording filmed that night, the police quickly dropped the case and arrested the victim instead. Because of the documentary, the closed case has now become, was she raped? Or did she give consent? Honestly, after seeing the footage, I believe Miss King was raped, and I cannot believe the police did not, or did not want to see what was really going on in front of their eyes. For you to understand what I mean, I will go back and tell you what was reported and filmed on the 26th of February, 1999. Possibly one of the more exciting evenings in Delta Chi, in the history of Delta Chi, that is. The raping of a white trash crackhead bitch. Please observe. Anthony Marzello, the pledge master for the Delta Chi Fraternity House of the University of Florida, Gainesville, hired Lisa Gear King, an exotic dancer, for a frat house party. Lisa Gear King and a fellow exotic dancer were asked to be at the frat house at 12.30 p.m. Miss King was already intoxicated before getting to the party, 
and had continued to drink throughout the strip show that they had been paid to do. I am not sure if the show they gave was a normal type of strip show or not, as I have never been to or had a strip show before. However, I can say the show was very erotic and left little to the imagination. I'm sure men wanting a strip show would want a show like Miss King and her friend put on that night. Miss King said, the party went great, just like any other show that they had done in the past. After the show was over, Lisa King's colleague was given a lift home by Tony Marzullo, accompanied by Miss King, with the impression that she will return to the frat house with Tony after her friend had been dropped off because she had left her car and house keys there. When they got back to the frat house, Miss King noticed she was too drunk to drive and asked if she could go and lie down somewhere because at this point she was not feeling well. Tony Marzullo's account of this is very different and as he said in his interview, it was like something straight out of a porno. He claims that on the way back to the frat house, Miss King was trying to fondle him while pulling down her shorts and trying to masturbate him. And, if this happened, he also claimed he didn't want any of it and he was not interested in what she was offering him. In my opinion, because of the alcohol in her system at the time, Miss King liked the look of Tony Mazzolo and was naive and drunk enough to feel comfortable around him. During Tony's interview, he states that she showed him her vagina and said, I have the most beautiful pussy in the world. Tony quickly said to the interviewer, I beg to differ. This to me is the start of where I see that Tony has very little respect for women and no respect at all for Lisa and what they put her through. In the video later that night, Miss King is seen drinking more alcohol and she starts to give Tony a lap dance. She is doing this of her own free will and seems to be enjoying it. Tony stated that Lisa King had also given several other frat boys a lap dance, including a Michael Yaros. Tony Marzullo then suggested that Lisa joined him in the hot tub that was at the back of the frat house. Tony stated that it was just the two of them in the hot tub at first. And when alcohol was handed to Lisa King, she started drinking once again. By this point, another frat lad had stripped himself and climbed into the hot tub with them. Tony claims that Lisa grabbed both men's penises and began to masturbate them. In the video, you can see that Lisa King is close to Tony Marzullo, but there doesn't seem to be any masturbating going on. At this point, Mike Yaraus has now joined them in the hot tub. Lisa told Tony that Mike made her nervous and that he creeps her out. Tony told her to stay next to him, where she would be okay. In the video, Mike is seated on one side of the hot tub and Lisa and Tony are seated on the other side. Mike started stretching over with his foot, trying to touch her and telling her to come over to him. Lisa clearly was not interested and stayed next to Tony. After getting out of the hot tub, Lisa stated that she was still not feeling any better, but admits that that could have been because of the beers she drank while in the tub.
Mission number three. Take a to that. Family, Mr. Marzullo, Jane, ultra possessive of the prostitute we have in hand. She doesn't seem to think it, that she'll be done for this group sex deal that we have going on. Whereas myself and special operative, UK, beg to differ. Mission is not yet over. Signing out, special operative, Mike Yard. The night continued with Mike Yarouse telling Lisa that he's going to have sex with her and, in his own words, with or without a condom, I don't care. Well, you're gonna do what? You're gonna do what? I'm gonna put on one of those. What is that? You're gonna, you're gonna do what? I'm gonna put on a condom. See what you got for me. Bitch, you ain't got shit for me. Fuck you! You ain't got shit for oh, me, no. bitch. Shit. No. You ain't got shit for me. You ain't got shit for me, because I don't go there. No, you don't, huh? What oh, the hell are you doing here, You're the man, baby, so everybody, you're the man. That's right. I'm gonna fuck you one. Lisa, on several occasions, told Mike that she was not interested in him, and in her own words, I'll never go there. Mike was clearly trying to show dominance towards her. She tried at first to fight him off with her attitude, asking him if forcing himself on a woman made him feel like a man. She also backed up her feelings towards Mike and said to him, You still won't do anything to me I don't want you to do, bitch. You still won't do nothing I don't want you to do, bitch. Lisa had got some criticism for that comment. Some people have pointed out this as evidence that Lisa had consented to what happened to her. In my opinion, this is evidence that Lisa didn't want Mike to touch her. She even told him that nothing was going to happen between them unless she wanted it to happen. In the video, Mike is seen to start forcing himself on top of her. Lisa appears to be fighting with him and trying to push him off. Even though it was clear to see she was trying to fight him off, she tries to maintain control by not screaming out, no, get off me, or rape. Lisa continued to try and defend herself from Mike, but this wasn't working. So she changed tactics and tried to tell him she respects him, hoping he will return the respect and stop forcing himself upon her. It's a control thing. He don't control me, you don't control me. I, I, I respect him. You got more respect than any fucking body. But this just seemed to make Mike want to abuse her more. At one point, Lisa is seen to punch him, but that just seemed to increase his desire for power over her, and he pinned her to the floor and wrapped his hands around her neck. Lisa stated that at this point, Mike said to her, if you say anything, I will break your neck. Lisa realized that Mike could quickly overpower her and she was now in fear of her life, and she stopped physically fighting him. Mike then sat up and moved himself to try and force his penis inside her mouth. Lisa knew she couldn't push him off and physically fight him, so the only thing she could do was to keep moving her head from side to side to avoid Mike's penis from going inside her mouth. Because he was unable to insert his penis, 
He then grabbed her around the throat so tight she was struggling to speak. Mike Yaros is also heard saying to Lisa, would you like your circulation back? At this point, it was clear that Mike was now getting very angry at Lisa for not complying with his demands. With one hand tightly wrapped around her throat, he began to violate her with the other hand. In the video, Lisa looks like she's being compliant, but in fact, she was unable to fight back as she was being choked while a six foot two fully grown man was sitting on her and putting all his weight on top of her chest. Mike finally let go of Lisa's throat and moved to try to penetrate her vagina. She put up her hands in a no-stop motion, but Mike pinned her hands to the floor once again. Several times, Mike tried to kiss her on the lips and she quickly moved her head away. To someone who understands her body language, she is screaming, no, I don't want you to do this to me. Stop. I'm getting carpet burns over here. I've been on the road so long. Let me go up in my bed and maybe see what's going on. Lisa King had by now been trying to fight Mike Yaros off her for hours, and she was that exhausted she had no more fight left in her. She said to herself, just let him do what he wants to do so I can go. Mike then continued to rape her for several hours while a few of the frat boys watched and filmed what was going on. They are heard saying to the camera, this is what you call a rape of a white trash crackhead whore. I think this is what Yaris wanted. I think so. This is very power controlling. This is what you call rape. Dirty rape. Okay. Dirty, right, Lisa tried to ask for help from Tony, and Tony suggested if she masturbated him, Mike would get angry and leave her alone. So she did. This did not work, and Mike continued to rape her. That makes you feel like a man. Does that make you feel like a man? No, this Once he had finished, he told her to get the fuck out. Lisa was able to grab a black shirt and run out of the frat house to find help. Lisa King reported the rape to the police that day. Lisa gave her account of the evening of the rape. She was in so much physical pain, she found it hard to continue. So the police stopped the interview to take Lisa to the local hospital. The university police department had pulled in and interviewed Mike Yarraus. After he was interviewed, the lead investigator, Alice Hendon, requested that the nurse administer a rape kit test and test Lisa for drug use. The test came back positive for amphetamines. Even though Lisa reported to the police that she had witnessed Mike Yaros and Tony Marzello snorting cocaine, the police decided not to test any of the fraternity members for drug use. After filing the rape report, 
Lisa King informed the UPD officers that a video had been recorded of the evening, filmed by some members of Delta Chi. The police quickly moved to retrieve the videotapes. After they watched the tapes, they informed Lisa that they will not be pressing any charges and continued to tell her that she had wasted their time. They claimed that there was no evidence of a sexual battery on the videos. At this point, the police department showed a total lack of respect towards Miss King and also refused to listen to her side of the events that unfolded in front of their eyes as they watched it on their video recorder. After saying to Lisa, you have lied to us, they placed her under arrest. Lisa was charged with filing a false police report. The charges were later dropped. On May 13, 1999, Tony Marzullo was found guilty of the charge of prostitution and was sentenced to 20 hours community service and six months probation. Mike Yaros was charged with a misdemeanor in the second degree. He was never arrested or charged for the rape of Lisa King.